Welcome to Synthaholics. This is your host, David Duncan, and with me is the Brian Bannister. Yeah, it's me! Hey! This is my new voice. I'm going to make sure nobody listens to this podcast. <laughs> oh, man, we're going to take our numbers lower than the Flash's numbers. That's amazing. We're bringing up downtown. Downtown. Down to Central City. That's where the Flash is from. Down to Central City where the grass is green and the babies are in the sky Pretty? until they're oh. not. <laughs> what? Because they fall out of buildings. We just make stuff up here. Babies don't fall out of buildings. Gravity do. makes them they fall do. out of buildings. They do in the flash. Do you kill yourself if you jump off a building, or does gravity kill you? Is it considered suicide if the gravity kills you and it's not you? <laughs> gra- Gravity-assisted death. Well, <laughs> it's like the. It's like the. It, do do uh, guns kill people or do people kill people? But if you suicide. Man, we're already. We can't talk about this. Never wow. mind. We're gonna just, it, it, just like we're just saying. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can say that on YouTube. I'm not sure if that word's allowed. You probably actually. probably shouldn't say say those things. But uh, okay, uh, gra- my bad. Gravity, gravity assisted death uh, is 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 your fault if you if you cho- are the one who chose to step off uh, or the and, and let the gravity take over. If someone pushes you and gravity takes over that is murder well i mean if gravity has anything to say about it they might say it's their, it's them but if it happens on the moon would it hurt i don't know would it <laughs> moon is very low gravity that is true can you it's not low enough where you can just like jump up out of its like little atmosphere thing it gets got oh, no, going no over. no you've seen the 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 moon the the men on the moon they did the they did the well, we don't know we don't out. know if that's true they didn't actually go to the moon it's all fake oh yeah i forgot mr hollow earther over there hollow earth hey, moon denier let me let me let, it's first of all the earth isn't flat it's <laughs> definitely hollow though there ain't nothing in there except godzilla Oh no, King Kong. That's where King Kong's from. Or wait, I guess I think they live there in harmony. Whatever, they're okay. not destroying the stuff on top of the earth. That's an actual fact movie. It's, it's I don't like, know. That's why I, once I saw that, it opened my eyes. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, the Super Smash Brothers <laughs> commercial for the original Super Smash Brothers. It's all kumbaya. They're just you know they're holding hands. Yeah, they all love each other through the the Hollow Earth, and then um, the Hollow Earth. Yeah, the Hollow Earth, and then. Uh, and then they come out, and then that's when they do their Super Smash Bros. We need to join. We we need to join like a society for Hollow Earth. I don't. I'm sure, I'm sure I, I, I don't have that need. <laughs> Why? You don't want to like have a conversation with these people? Uh, that's. And then they'll tell you that there's a hole in the ocean where Godzilla lives. Antarctica. <laughs> there's a hole in Antarctica. I thought it was all ice or stuff. I thought they went to. I don't know. Anyway, uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the of the topic, uh, we're discussing Oppenheimer this week. This is our last podcast, so I still am a resident of New York. <laughs> yes, is the last one. Soon, I will be a resident of Virginia. And uh, I mean, nothing should change for the podcast, though. I, I mean, mean, maybe you won't be able to tell the difference. Maybe yeah, nobody maybe listening or watching. Yeah, maybe your background will change depending on how Discord acts, <laughs> but. Nothing should change for anybody except maybe we might not podcast at our normal time for the next couple of weeks. I don't know. Who knows? It's uh, that it's, remains to be seen. It, it does. It actually does remain. Uh, so, Brian, what did you have for news this week? Well, first we got to talk about your favorite 
piece of IP ever that's not Star Trek. That's Wheel of Time. Oh, oh you, got, you got a Wheel of Time trailer, it's, man. It's, it's my favorite book IP. Oh, okay. So I've got zero uh, excitement for this new uh, season of Wheel of Time. But mm-hmm. um, there was a couple things in the trailer that made me a little bit happy instead of just extremely sad. It looks mm. like the weaves of magic aren't just all white now. They are different colors, hopefully corresponding to the uh, type of weave they're using. Uh, there are still white ones, so I'm not sure if like it's final CGI or not, or if they were just doing something different. But I really hope it's um, it's you know the actual different weaves because that's how it's described in the book. Although you know they're still using the pacifiers instead of the. Uh, actual collars around the the neck of the Suldam and the Domni, so uh, that'll be uh, just awful to watch. So is it, is is just ha- changing the color going to be like, this is a 10 out of 10 show? Oh, that's no, what no, no, it's like, it's, it's, the color. it's like, it's like, bare, it's like bare minimum of paying attention to the book for all the other things that they changed. Oh, okay. It's like, I'm, I'm acknowledging that they've maybe I don't know yet because the colors are still white in some of the, so maybe that spirit. I, I don't know, but usually in the book they're not just using one or the other. It's it's described as weaves, and they even described it as weaves in the show. So it's multiple different colors weaving together to make fire or ice wall or whatever they're going to do yeah. in the show. So like they're starting to do the bare minimum as far as. Uh, representation the description of robert jordan but then again they've completely ignored so many others like the uh, asadai ring uh the way the soul dam and the damni work it's a collar and a wrist thing not a pacifier wow the passion it's it's overflowing <laughs> in you i mean like How can I, I interest I... you can I interest you in the animated show that's also coming out? Have oh, you looked you, into this at all? I, I did not. I mean, there were some short little okay. animated clips for season one that were underwhelming. So, so I just want you don't. So I don't think you know had, this, but I looked into it a little bit. You you mentioned it, and, you said, and you said there yes. was a, you said there was a price, and I was like, I, 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 there's I, a price I, to pay. I, I I just didn't even uh, follow up. Because uh, it's so, it's the Wheel of Time show on Amazon. Amazon can't make any good TV anymore. Wheel of Time is coming out with an animated show. Sometimes animated shows are pretty good. We've reviewed them in the past. This one could also be good. However, the writer for the show is basing the show off the two graphic novels that they made, and it's in his own original story. <laughs> Yeah, nope. Uh, I mean, Wheel of Time season one might as well have been its own original story for how little it actually followed Eye of the World. Well, there you go. It's not following the books. They, it, it, they said it's not following the books. It's following the two graphic novels. And based on those two graphic novels, it's going to make its own original story. So I there mean, you go. I played the Wheel of Time video game back in the day. It was a first-person shooter. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I, it was, I think, an Unreal Engine. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was something. <laughs> well, you know, maybe they'll make a new game and then you can play it. Oh, I know. And love your Wheel of Time I, even more. I don't want to support anything. I mean, I, I want to watch season two to see if they can recover. Because, you know, one season often isn't a fair judgment uh, of a show. Man, but I, I mean, but... <laughs> I think it is. It was pretty bad. 
Well, so so you're, you're telling me you're, you're excited for the next uh, I'm Lord of the Rings? I'm not excited. Uh, no, no, I'm not excited. I, I'm, I'm hope. Gotcha. <laughs> Wheel of Time, I think, could be course corrected at this point. Um, <clears throat> but, but Rings of Power is so far gone, there's no way you can course correct to make Rings of Power Season 2 or 3 or 4 make any sense because they've broken the lore so much. Do we know if they're making more of that? I feel like we haven't heard anything. They are supposedly... They have to. They spent like a billion dollars like trying to make it. They are supposedly contractually obligated for five seasons. I oh, don't, we're going to get five seasons I of that, huh? I don't know how that works when no one watched your show, because I think it had like a 66% fall-off rate. <laughs> Only 33% of the people who started watching the show supposedly finished it based on like a little bit of viewership information that's been circulating o- online. Um, granted, well, that, we'll granted that's all hearsay that I've heard from other content creators online. Don't know how I'm- true it is. But we'll just just I we'll would, wait. That that's pretty low viewership retention, and I'm not surprised. That show was hard to get through. It did get bad. I, I I'm excited for the next season, though. I can't wait. Oh really? Oh. No, no, I'm good. I don't actually really want to watch it, but I feel like we will watch it. Oh, I, podcast yeah. On we, it. we gotta probably gotta watch it. The podcast on that's if we weren't if we weren't going to podcast on it, oh, I don't I, think I'd watch yeah, it. I, I'd have zero interest in watching season two. <laughs> Unless, like, everyone online says it's markedly better, but I do want to give yeah. Wheel of Time season two a chance. I I will watch Rings of Power season two, but the lore has been trampled into dust at this point. There's no way you can course correct to, to make it okay. Workable. We, Wheel of Time, there's still time. Because yeah, you're not, the wheel is because we, wheel of time, you're only dealing with like less than a decade of time, maybe. Yeah, from like this perspective of the kids in Two Rivers to like the end of the series, that's like it's probably less than ten years. I don't know the exact. It's a very short amount of time. Whereas, whereas Rings of Power, they've already condensed and messed up the timeline so much. There's no way to salvage it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because <clears throat> they've yeah. they've they've condensed basically multi thousands of years into the space of a weekend in in Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to, you know, we'll get there and we'll complain about it when it comes out because it's not out yet. We don't know what's going to happen. Don't know what's going to happen. Another thing I wanted to bring up was the the Gen. Five Gen V, Gen V, Generation V. Yeah, man. So Ryan's we we were talking about show. this when yeah when the boys was airing and we were talking about it. We were like, ooh, this they need to hurry up and start killing this show. So it's not well, not kill it, but like get it to get end, make the story end. No more to, of this stuff. They need to we're end the boys gracefully. <laughs> yes, make it graceful. They're not doing that, man. They're making a spinoff show and it looks really bad. <laughs> Yeah, the the cartoon spinoff show they did for the boys was also not very good. I don't even think I finished watching it. Since we work on a podcast on it, I gave up pretty quick. It wasn't very good. Yeah, well, this this show, it seems like it follows somebody that goes to school, and the CG in the trailer was bad. I just didn't care about anything that they were showing. They need to just kill Homelander, however the heck they're going to kill Homelander and make the show end. They're going to kill Homelander in the last five minutes of whatever the last season is and then the show will end. 
Yeah. There is no happy ending because they all kind of. There should be no happy ending because all the characters in the show kind of suck. Yeah, everyone's like a, none of them are good people. <laughs> everyone's a terrible person. Yeah, except uh, Starlight. Except, she seems except like for she's Starlight, still... she, she's she's the only lawful good character in the entire thing, and she's yeah, she's she's starting to lean toward chaotic good, I guess, just because she's trying to fight back against Vought. <clears throat> yeah. Well, at the end of the day. The Vought's probably going to win, and everybody's going to die. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not setting up for a happy ending at all. So I mean that's it's it's fine. It's just the show season one and two are great. Season three, all it did was spin wheels. It it didn't really add. Still good. It was it still wasn't bad. It wasn't bad though. Oh yeah, I mean it was entertaining, but also it had the definite feeling of like oh they're just going to draw this out as long as possible. Like because we have, we have but, viewers, <laughs> butcher butchers got a ticking time, uh, but they're gonna find a way to nullify that so they can drag the show on as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Make it twelve seasons. Maybe oh, I, I don't know. I, I, it's just some things need to end that way. You can you can appreciate them? Yeah. Well, that's not how that's not how Amazon does stuff. That everything just becomes bad. Everything, anyway, everything, yeah, is, everything is games deserves it lasts forever, and then no yeah, one cares. It's a, it's a live service uh, TV show. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the Generation V DLC. I mean, the Gen V DLC <laughs> that nobody wants or asked yeah. for. So, uh, David, meat and potatoes time. Meat and potatoes meat and time. Potato? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we watched Oppenheimer. It was three hours. David, what would you rate the three-hour epic that is Oppenheimer? Is this Christopher Nolan's magnum opus, or is it uh, opus? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> minimum, <laughs> is it minimum, minimum opus. opus? <laughs> magnum opus. Uh, I, I'd have to say magnum opus. Uh, I'd probably give this movie like a ten, nine or ten. Oh. Like it's, it's this is. The best movie I've seen probably since Denis Villeneuve's Dune Part 1. Oh. And the only thing I, that's coming out this year that might dethrone Oppenheimer is maybe Dune Part 2. But oh. I, I I don't know if Dune Part 2 is actually coming out this year. I, I see rumblings online it may be pushed back till 2024 because of the yield writers and actors strike. Isn't it done though? How could it get pushed back? The show was like written and filmed already. Avatars have been pushed back, and they've also been filmed and, <laughs> and scripted and shot already. Yeah, but I that wasn't know. because of a writer strike. Yeah. That was just because James Cameron is, you know, James Cameron. I mean, the news came after the writer strike. What? That Avatars getting pushed back? Yep, it's direct correlation. I mean, like, I mean, it may not be, but it seems like direct correlation. Maybe they're not done writing them. I don't know. Who knows? Well, they're trying. I don't know. I, 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 th- I think. It. I think a lot of the reasons why they're pushing these things back is because of the strikes, so they can pad out future releases. Because while the strikes happening, nothing's getting nothing's made. Happening. Nothing's getting made, so they sh- they're shifting schedules for movies around so that they can have a constant stream of income. And not have it all concentrated in the small parts of the year. So I think they're going to yeah. spread stuff out. Uh, so stuff may be getting pushed back. I, I hope not. I really want to see Dune Part 2. I finished Dune Messiah and I'm like partway through Children of Dune. I am like 
preparing you're, myself. You're deep in the dune. For more you're dune. deep in the spice. Deep in the spice. Neck deep in the spice. And Brian's been consuming his uh, little makers too. <laughs> huh? The little make uh, the wor- sandworms. The sandworms are called makers. So you you got little makers you're eating. I I do. I have I have had quite a bit of them. <laughs> or 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 gah. <laughs> like for our five Klingon, pounds in the past two days for our Klingon friends. Uh, the gah. Oh, yes. worms. worms. Um, anyway, very, very tasty. What is your take on Oppenheimer? What would you? What is I'm, your I'm also. It is a magnum opus as well. I'm gonna also give it a ten. It's like a. I mean, it's not like. It's a ten because it's just like an incredible movie, but like it's not like my favorite movie that's ever been made. You know, because like I'm not gonna a, a historical fiction or whatever is not gonna be like something that is my favorite movie. But yeah, it's definitely a ten. Oh, I mean, it, sure. it's 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 just it's just a masterpiece. I mean, like, yeah, it's not yeah. going to be my favorite movie of all time, but considering the years we've had lately of of movie releases just generally not being good, Oppenheimer is a bright spot of light on this like field of poop. <laughs> that, Listen, I'm in the smoke. I'm in the smoke right now. Yeah, it's. It, it is a fantastic, well-made film that has zero action in it. This is a historical biopic about the man, uh, Robert Oppenheimer, and it is extremely well done. Um, I've watched a lot of videos uh, on Oppenheimer and his life since then. As far as You're, I can, are you an Oppenheimer like you know him? You know, you, it feels like you know him personally now. Then, huh? Oh yeah, I mean, like you know, we're, we're almost best friends. <sighs> Except he died of throat cancer because uh, he smoked once or twice. Um, Only twice after two times. <laughs> was it? Yeah, he had to put it down. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't the radiation that got him. It was the smoking that got him. Um, he, I, I, I was just trying to dig into it because I mean, I, I like. Historical movies. Uh, Braveheart's really good. Braveheart is, but but Braveheart is also very not historically accurate. So yeah, I was about to say so it's, it's nice when movies get closer to the historically accurate. Granted, this is a a movie. It is not perfect. It is not. Um, you can't capture the man's entire life in three hours. What they do hit on, it's accurate enough. And of course, there's omissions because again, three hours going to go watch a movie and this is his, his life you can't fit every single thing especially when you're trying to tell a movie in the way this movie is told which is non-linearly like good old memento that's just all over the place yeah like <laughs> well memento is interesting because it's got the the color segments and the black and white segments and one's going backwards, the other one's going forwards in time, and they kind of overlap in the middle where they're, like, actually on top of each other, and then they keep going yeah. the opposite directions. And then he also used uh, black and white as a very interesting uh, way in this film. Did you notice that? Uh, in an interesting way. How, how so? Well, uh, black and white uh, is usually from someone else's perspective. Yeah. So I thought I just I thought that was interesting. Like you know, oh. it wasn't it wasn't it was black because sometimes people use black and white for the past. Yeah, black and white for the past is used. Although some, although in uh, the latest, in this movie it wasn't like that. In the latest season of Better Call Saul, it was black and white for the future, and then co- the the past was colored. Yeah, it's and, the same for this movie too. No, this movie it's it's uh, if it's from someone else's perspective, it's black and white. Yeah, 
But it's also from it, they also have parts where it's from the future. Oh, well, I guess. Well, no, would, yeah, yeah, that, but, but that there, there, there are future yeah. parts in the color too. It's not. It's not. It doesn't matter. What yeah, the time yeah. It, 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 it black and white that, is dependent yeah, on the color. The black and white is. De- I mean, the black and white is dependent on the time. It's dependent on the point of view. When it's color, it's from Oppenheimer's point of view. Whenever they show black and white footage, it's from someone else's. Or Oppenheimer's just not even there. Like a lot of the court scenes outside of, like, um, when, yeah. The when Robert they Downey keep Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he's in his his meeting, that's all in black and white because Oppenheimer is not even there, so it's someone else's perspective, which I thought was a really cool use of black and white that I have not. I'm, I'm it may have been used in other movies, but this is the first time I've seen that way of uh, you know visual storytelling. I don't think I feel I'm sure it has, but like nothing that's nothing this popular. comes to mind because I mean they show that scene where um, Robert Downey Jr. gets slammed by Oppenheimer and they show it like three different times and it's from multiple different people's point of view and like yeah. the first time you see it it's from Robert Downey Jr.'s character's uh, point of view and he's all smiling and he thinks it's funny because he's telling the story about it and he's pretending not to be mad but every yes. other time you see it he's angry which is like very well. There, there's so many. It's it's like a web. It's like it's like an open world RPG. You're just running around, just watching things happen. Yeah, it's you're not you, you don't get to. It's like a choose your own adventure, except because it's just all. It's just like the movie's just random. It's not like okay, this scene we're going to scene A, then we're going to scene B, then we're going to scene C. This movie, it's like we're gonna go to A, then we're gonna go to F. We're gonna roll back to C, and it's yeah, it's I just mean, all over the it's place. It's like it's it's. The movie starts basically in his depo- in his uh, deposition where he's losing his. Uh, they basically schemed a way to get him to lose his security clearance because they think he's a commie spy because he 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 dares to have any kind of like you know political leanings other than you know Democrat and Republican. So he's he's just like he's the worst person. He he might be giving away your secrets even though like. He never officially joined the party, and in the historically, what I've dug up, like it's it's still like, it's unclear if he actually joined the party or not. So the movie just aired on the side where he didn't, and it's not like super confirmed. I mean, he associated with people who are from the Communist Party, but I don't think he. I only watched the movie, but it sounds like to me like political ties. He didn't see. He, he didn't care about political stuff. He kind of just was like. If this person was a communist, but knew about like you know whatever he was working on, he's like, I'm going to work with this person. He didn't care like what their political leanings were. At least that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he didn't seem like he. Yeah, he just wanted to get the job done. He liked he liked people. I mean, like you know, he was. Well, it wasn't he didn't want to get the job done? He he also was doing it for himself. He was like, and he liked researching this stuff. It's not like he was doing it as a. It, he was doing it as a job, but it's not like he was. You know, somebody's holding him at gunpoint to do it. He's like, I'm, I want to do this. Oh yeah, but also like, you know, he he liked he liked the fame and he liked he liked the recognition uh, yes. uh, of of that. Which, uh, you know, don't blame him. I mean, like when you get popular, that's that's definitely a good feeling. But it also sucks that the U.S. government does some evil stuff and like just basically ruined the later half of his life. Basically, he he basically saved the war and then. <laughs> Well, he also created a problem for everybody since he ever since he created that bomb because it's still a problem to this day. We still could kill her. He still is this destroyer. That's such a that's such a like intense quote where he's like, 
I have become the like I am bringer become, of death, I destroyer of worlds. Destroy world. Well, I, I thought that was like also just like such an interesting because uh, the opening scene of fire, and they've got like the they also have that, like a quote from like the like, Greek mythology where like you know uh, the the Titan was like tortured forever because he gave the humans fire. Like just being yeah. able to cook your food like was like some like awful like torturous you know thing because like you shouldn't give humans that kind of power. Just so much more than a nuclear bomb is like for for power versus just fire. Like yeah, it's well there was there was another thing where uh, like people were arguing that um, how could because he was like religious and they were saying how could God like create something like this and do that and it was something where why would why should he create this if god didn't will it and then oppenheimer was like well then he shouldn't have created atoms in the first place to make that happen or so it was it was there's some insightful thing that he said about that too i can't think of it when it comes to mind yeah but though i he he was just he he had some dope quotes and he seemed like he was uh a smart guy. Yeah, sure. he, he he was a smart guy. He he proposed the idea of black holes. So this this movie's technically a prequel to Interstellar, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so Christopher, Christopher Nolan in the Christopher really, Nolan extended universe, it is a prequel. It is, it, it is a prequel uh, <clears throat> to Interstellar because that was really cool. But because Interstellar and. Uh, a Christopher Nolan movie that actually used CG, but they actually got, like, the model, like, they invented and figured out the right model for how an actual black hole would look based on, like, Oppenheimer's yeah, theories, and, and it just, and that was incredible, and then when they actually filmed, like, they took a picture of a real black hole, I mean, granted, it's, like, super far away, you can't really see it, but it's close, I mean. <laughs> it's close. But really far away. It's close, but really far away. No, no, no. It's it's it's. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's like the, the picture, the, the way the black hole they designed it. It's close to what it would be in real life. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a it's the mathematical model that they built it on. Like they they built the CG on the math, so it like it's as close as you could get to how it would look. So I thought that was really interesting. That like oh. Christopher Nolan must really like Oppenheimer. I mean, even before the movie, he must really liked Oppenheimer because I mean, Interstellar is you know, a movie about black holes. <laughs> yeah, that is true, or a black hole, I guess. It is about a black hole. Now there was. Um, I'm curious to. So before I went in to go see this movie, I was thinking because we all knew a bomb was going to go off in the uh, movie. We did. We knew that was going to happen, but. I was wondering how he was going to show that bomb because we know he historically doesn't use CGI. Like in Tenet, when he put, when he crashed that plane, like all that was like real. He was like, it was cheaper to just buy a plane and crash it into a building than to CGI it. So I want to know how the heck he he did the the bomb. Do you think he do you think he set off a big bomb or do you th- what do you think he did? I read he smashed ping pong balls together. What? He smashed ping pong balls together. What? What do you? What, that, what? What do you mean he smashed them together? That's I. I read it. I read something about how they did the 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 bomb explosion, and part of it was they smashed. I think I think the ping pong ball is the big circle. You see, see the thing smash in the ground. I think you probably used a macro lens on that. And they did a lot of like small stuff. 
Yeah, I think they did. I think they shot that part with a macro lens because it looks so huge. Like that, like because the because the way the atom bomb explodes in the movie is we just we don't really see it. Like we just see it like the flash from other people's perspective, and then we see the mushroom cloud. Like the actual like big explosion. That part is the thing we see in the opening of the film. And I think that opening part of like uh like the big sphere that's like it looks like it's getting bigger. I think that's yeah. the, I think that's the ping pong ball. Because I, I read, before, you know, yeah. after the movie that the they, they used ping pong balls and because they did a lot of practical effects and they did it like kind of small scale. So they didn't do anything like super large. Well, no, like, I mean, I, I'm sure Christopher Nolan would have loved to actually set off an actual <laughs> nuclear bomb. You think he tried? I, I, I'm sure he tried. I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I mean, like... I, <laughs> Maybe he didn't. Can you imagine being a filmmaker and be like, "All right, all right we guys, need to get uh, a nuke. Can I get can a? Get a can bomb. I get a really low kiloton yield nuclear bomb so I can film <laughs> this for my movie? So I can get uh, like, I need, I need, I'm. We need. Hey, this will be the first time we get IMAX cameras on a nuke. I mean, go, come on. That is true. That also bothered me too. Where when in, there was so much promotional material being like, "Yeah, this is a movie you got to see in IMAX." There's only I looked. There's literally like 16 theaters in the United States that can like show this movie the way that Christopher Nolan and all these promotional materials want you to see it. We can't see it here unless we went to New York City. That's the closest one for us. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I tried to see it in RPX, and I was unable to. The RPX uh, uh, projector at the theater I went to was broken the day I went to go see it. But thankfully, they put it into another movie theater. But it was also one of the smallest screens with the fewest number of rows. And uh, well, I mean, we talked a little bit about that. I don't think this movie doesn't need to be experienced on a giant screen. I don't think there's no action. There's nothing. It's just like there is no act. It's literally just people talking and close ups of people's faces. (laughs) I mean, the most visually impressive part of the movie is the opening. Yeah, honestly, just the 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 nuclear bomb because that's the only time you really see the nuclear bomb like really going off you only only see the aftermath of it in the um uh during the trinity test and then you hear it delayed and i thought that was really cool how they showed other bomb tests in the movie where like Mm -hmm. they did it how actual sound works like however long it took them to travel, so that so that sound of the thing exploding was probably how long it took for it to hit the camera or like the boom mic or whatever. Because I'm sure they set up real explosions. They had the oh boom, yeah, they had the boom mic going. Oh, and, then, gonna... and then yeah, they're waiting for the thing, and they go because you see it blow up, and it goes boom. Like and then they they did the same thing with the nuke. I I actually it took them so long to play the sound for the nuke. I thought they weren't gonna play it. Like at all? Are you talking? It went di- towards the middle of the movie. Yeah, the, tri- when, the Trinity test. Yeah, when they were doing that, I thought it was going to be a. I, it's it started taking so long. I was like, oh, so this is the style choice we're picking. We're going where this is going to be silent. <laughs> it's going to be silent. And then the out of nowhere, time. it's just like. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I figured it was going to be delayed, but it was taking so long to happen. It was like thirty seconds. It was taking so long to happen. I was like, what are they going to? Are do? they going to play any sound at all? How are they gonna make the noise? And it was loud for sure. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe in your tiny theater they only had like a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> they had John Cusack. They had John Cusack holding up a boombox in, in the front of the. Yeah, they brought him out. <laughs> That was, the, that was your theater? Yeah, yeah, my theater. They just paid a John Cusack lookalike to come hold a boombox for three hours. 
He was and he was standing next to like TV they bought from Best Buy. It's yeah, like, it was, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That, that, is that, that, was, that was pretty much my viewing experience. So like, go see Oppenheimer in the movie theater. This movie needs to make money. Or I, I, it sucks that we're kind of downplaying it that you don't need to see this in the movie theater. But I mean, I think you should because movies like this should be supported because it is just a beautiful piece of film. It's well acted. There's so many big actors in this. Like I recognize, like, there's so many of the cast you just recognize. Oh, oh, that's this guy. That's this I didn't guy. know that. Well, I mean, when when these trailers were coming out, and I would go to the movie theater, and you know how they show trailers before the movies. Yeah. That was the only like that's all I knew about this movie going in. I didn't want to research it at all. So like I'm like sitting there watching this movie, and it's like oh. That guy's in it. Oh, this person's in it. I oh, that guy's in it. It's Robert Downey Jr. I don't think he's in any of the trailers. I didn't realize. He I didn't was... even know. He, I didn't know he was in it. I didn't know he was in it until like a week before the. I saw the movie because I started seeing promotional stuff, and, or I just saw an article online that Robert Downey Jr. said like this is the best movie I've ever been in. I'm like, I didn't even know you were in this You're movie. In I mean, if he was in the trailers, because if you don't know, it's when. I when you first see him in the movie, I, I was like, "Oh wait, he's in the movie." Because if it, sometimes he's like, he's not really recognizable with like the, the like hair stuff he has going on or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't really look like him in the movie. You got to be like, "Oh, that's Robert Downey Jr." Papa from Stranger Things is in it too. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a this movie's got a lot of lot of people in it for sure. Yeah. It's... Do you have a favorite part of the movie? I have two. Um, one of them, one of them, everybody's favorite part should be the the bomb, the Trinity test. Yeah, oh, the the Trinity test is really good. Um, that whole sequence, that whole like like twenty minutes, that twenty minutes, best part of the movie, I think. Oh, yeah, it was really well done. Like, I mean, you have a second one though. Uh, Florence Pugh scenes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, right there. Yeah, that, that, no, no. I mean, like, uh, I, I liked the beginning too. I thought the beginning was was pretty good. Like, I, I liked Albert Einstein. Yeah, I, he, we didn't even talk about him. He's yeah. Einstein's, Einstein's in the movie. He's in the. I didn't know. I didn't know. Like, man, this is gonna show how American I am because I don't know anything about anybody. But I didn't even know like this dude was alive during that time. I thought Einstein was like eighteen hundreds. No, Einstein fled, you know, Germany from the Jews because because of, of Hitler. Yeah, no, I had no idea. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, Grand, this is like during World, but I mean, like, part of the reason, like, there, it was growing. There was growing anti-Semitism over there, and like, this movie was kind of like beyond Einstein's like prime. I'm yeah, because yeah, I mean, all this stuff is based on Einstein's work. So Einstein's already done most of his like big works uh, at, at this point. Um, I don't know, like. I mean, just the in like, the ending is also like one of my favorite parts. The movie's just really good. All of it's just really it's good. It's just really good. Like I, I like, but I mean, like the Trinity test is probably the most compelling part of the movie because that's like that's what the trailers were building up. So that's what I wanted to see. And, I, well, uh, everybody wants to see an explosion. Like, let's come on now. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like just the 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 way it came together and, and how it worked, and they just built Los Alamos just to do to do this. It's just yes. it's all it just the history of it. It's all it's 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 crazy so well done and well, it's I, also I, cool because a lot of times when they just do like you know american history it ends up just being about slavery or something like that which you know i get important topic all that stuff but it's like does every movie about american history have to be about like 
how like Amer people came and like got rid of like the native people here or or about slavery. Like there's other stuff I guess that has gone on. Granted we haven't been around as long as like England or something where they could tell you know more stories than we ever could, but it's nice to see a little bit of a change of pace from you know, just Tarantino doing another like slavery movie or something. <laughs> the Django Unchained three. Yeah. <laughs> Still well, that's what it seems like it is. If they're like, Oh, we're gonna talk about American history, let's do slavery. That's what it always seems to be like. At least for me. Actually, no, it's not just for me. That's a true statement. I stand behind that hundred <laughs> <laughs> uh, percent. All the popular movies are about that. Yeah, yeah. This this is just a really good solid movie. Like uh Going into the movie, you were like, oh, I know what your complaint is going to be. And I'm like, I, no. I, 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 the only thing I can think of is that the movie theater played two Jason Statham trailers back to back. Hey, one of them doesn't look bad. What, Meg 2? I don't know. Whatever the or, one where he's on like a jet ski and he's expend, fighting. Yeah, that's Meg 2. I, I was like, oh, okay, or is it expend for bulls? And Ex- only, and uh, the, 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 what, what, what do they call those? The geezer? Uh... <laughs> The geezer teasers or something, geezer, where yeah. it's a bunch of like old people, oh, old what? action stars. Except uh, they've got um, what's her face in it? Uh, Transformers girl. I don't know much about Transformers, man. I this is totally sidetracked, and we're gonna get back to Oppenheimer because there's still a part I want to talk about it. But I, I don't know if I told you, I told somebody, but I, I uh, watched Transformers, the newest one. It took me four tries to finish the whole movie, man. It was you, because I was like, who cares about the humans? Stop talking about the humans! Like, I okay, oh my gosh, this girl doesn't like this guy, or this guy doesn't like this girl. Just, like, bring out Bumblebee and have him, like, cut somebody's head off. Like, what? <laughs> man, just... Transformers, it sucks. Yeah, it's anyway. like, they, yeah, they try to make it... But this movie is about just humans and, and all the stuff happening with humans. And it's interesting, and it's well done, and it's historical. I mean, granted, as we covered up at the top, it's not 100% perfectly historical, because how can you do that in three hours? Well, I mean, there's decades life? that they just, like, skip and stuff. I'm sure yeah. there's, like, 15... Some. I'm sure there's some parts that take place this time period. And then the, there's another scene that takes place that's 15 years later, but in the movie, it's like five minutes because, you know, what are you going to do? But also the movie's just structured brilliantly because the movie isn't told non, isn't told linearly through a, um, like a, a God's eye lens. The movie's told through his security clearance removal deposition like that's where most of the story of the movie is told from so he is presenting his case and people are speaking you know from their point of view about what's going on and so also any historical inaccuracies could be also done because it's a point of view movie anytime you know it's how they saw it you know so that that allows for more you know uh nuance in the actual facts because people people always have a different point of view on things. But I mean still, as far as I can tell, the the, the facts are close enough to how it really happened. Yeah. It's really well done. Like, you know, Fermi having the, the lab underneath the, the footballs you know, the football stadium, like where they had the the chain reaction going, uh proving that the uh, chain reaction could be sustained for, for nu- nuclear power. Like it's just like Fermi, like, he's the guy that came up with the first. Like, just like this time must have been so exciting to be a science nerd. 
<laughs> all the scientists that's when they came up with stuff now they just that not what happened to all of them i don't what do they talk about nowadays i don't know what do they do they're <laughs> not creating new stuff or is everything like so top secret we can't hear about it anymore? i, I don't know but it just see it's just so crazy because you had fermi the guy that came up with the fermi paradox you know that's the and he he also got like i mean like he is almost just as much the father of the uh, of nuclear as as Oppenheimer because he his his experiment at that football stadium was setting up a a chain reaction. And when Oppenheimer yep. first heard that the they split an atom, he didn't believe it could be he could happen because the math didn't support it that that it could that it could actually happen. That was also interesting, like the the. Um, debate between practical and uh you know theoretical physics you know like putting the theory into practice and seeing what happens sure i wish i knew math well enough where i could just kind of like get into a chalkboard and just start writing stuff and just figuring stuff out but that's also interesting like i i thought that was interesting in the movie like, like that i had heard this other places that einstein hated math and they they you know when oppenheimer brought him the the the, the calculations for like wood the atmosphere catch on fire. They asked, you know, who who did the math? Because yeah. both Oppenheimer and apparently Einstein didn't like math, or it, it wasn't their strongest suit. So they were like, you know, they wanted someone better at math than them to figure it out. Be crunching the numbers, and it's just, I mean, that, that I mean, like, I don't know for for those scientists, that must have been like terrifying and just incredibly exciting because all these great minds, like. Einstein, Oppenheimer, Fermi, like <laughs> there, Bohr, Niels Bohr, like I, I just like it's just all these giant names in science, like all alive at the same time, knew each other, talked with each other, and then Werner Heisenberg. Although it was strange, Oppenheimer was wearing the Heisenberg hat from Breaking Bad. He did. He he is a big fan of that hat. He did wear it pretty <laughs> he, often. He wore the Heisenberg hat, so you know maybe Heisenberg and Breaking Bad should have been called Oppenheimer. Maybe. It's a cool name. Oppenheimer is just a cool name in the first place. I mean, Heisenberg's not bad. Heisenberg's not bad either. Oppenheimer I mean, might be a little cool. <laughs> now, the part I didn't think you were going to like, because it annoyed me too, is the sound. At this point, I think Christopher Nolan's just, this This is his choice. He's uh, It's his choice to like put these put this music over people talking. Actually, That's what I thought. Actually, I was pleasantly surprised with the sound on Oppenheimer. This was his most... He- hearable dialogue in pretty much any movie he's done recently was, i mean it was really it, just it was, tenant that he it was really just tenant no and uh what's the world war the war one dunkirk dunkirk yeah those two and the batman movies yeah just bane was hard to understand nothing nothing else was hard to understand just bane but he's a bad guy you kind of need to understand what the bad guy is saying yeah I mean, but other than that, like, other than that, the, he he, it was his philosophy that he was trying to take down the world. He's like waxing eloquently. You can't understand again. I'm pretty saying. <laughs> so yeah. it sucked. Like I mean, like his his sound mixing is awful. I mean, I don't think it's awful. I think it's his choice. It's his. I choice. think he's, like, he's deciding to do this. Like, he's not making a mistake. He's obviously it's a choice to put like people's voices at like 40% and then the music at like 37. He's obviously he's choosing that those percentages. But 
Uh, Oppenheimer was his least offensive film in recent history, as far as that goes. Yes, the sound is very loud. Yeah, re- recently, yeah. But all movies. But I mean, I I wasn't like struggling. I wasn't like, oh my god, I missed what they said. Like they and so many other of his movies. Like I, I didn't struggle at all. Yeah, yeah. Like this one. I, I, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh my god, I missed something important. Like I That's did. where I thought you would complain if you had a complaint. Yeah, I I, I didn't. Uh, you know, I I still wish like it was just crystal clear what people are saying, but I think this is that's just a Christopher Nolan thing. There's times where it's just kind of like you're well, not going to get it's, everything. It's just a movie thing. Movie just have like the weirdest sound mixing because I mean like when you watch a movie at home, you're like constantly turning the volume up and turning it down because the the action's crazy loud and the dialogue is like barely audible. Yeah, compare it. So it's just it's just the way movies are mixed and it kind of sucks. Um. I mean, it's, it it's impressive those. in the movie theater because you've got nothing else going on. But when you're trying to enjoy a movie at home, it's really hard to enjoy a movie at home because you're constantly raising the volume and lowering Dang the volume, too. like constantly. I wish there was like a way to like have the sound like auto jump around. So like you pick a you pick, they're working on an AI for that. I'm sure yeah, somebody's going to have an AI. You pick a volume and like the 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 speech comes up to that volume, but the explosion never goes past it or whatever. You know that way you can like you know listen and not have to constantly. Change the volume when you're watching a film, not trying to wake yeah. up a neighbor or roommate or whatever. You know, it's just, it's, it's just, it is what it is. Wait, a film to shot. Like, so I was, I, my, I, since, since you, you said I, I was going to have a complaint about the movie, um, I, my one complaint I made up was there wasn't enough nudity. So I, I, I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dock him like six points for not enough. There, you needed this more nudity. What do you want to see? Oppenheimer naked? <laughs> no, <laughs> we saw we saw him with his legs crossed. That was good enough. Uh, well, I, I mean, it is, I don't, I don't know. Nudity no, I, doesn't I, do I, much. I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm just joking. I, it, 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 it's like a joke complaint. Cause oh, you, okay. Because you were like, you're like, yeah, you're, I know what you can complain about. I'm like, that's ah. what I thought. I thought for sure, man, you're gonna say something, but I guess not. It's perfect in every way. Now my my second favorite part of the movie was uh, Emily Blunt's in the movie and she she has a a scene where she's kind of like being interrogated or what I don't know what on trial well, no, but she, not on she, trial she she's testifying for her husband yeah that scene that what she says in that scene because she like owns the like she attorney guy that guy down so it yeah was so good that's that's taken word for word word for word from what she actually said. She actually just like came up with that and just said it during the testimony. That's word for word. And I thought that's dope because it's just there was no like they didn't need it was like the best like couple sentences in the whole movie because it felt like, oh, damn, like she really got him. But it's like she did that in real life. That's 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 impressive. That's really impressive. You know, you know, he he was such a like almost like a pacifist. He just he didn't like, you know, arguing or you know, he, no. he liked he liked intellectual debate, but like you know, he just he didn't like stand up. It's like this is all because him. It doesn't matter. He's like that. What you think of me doesn't. I don't care because I'm just here to. I want to figure out this science stuff. I'm not here to like talk about. You know, should this be okay? Am I this? Am I that? He's like that's not important. Yeah, at least that's how I thought. Who knows? Oh, man. But David. Would you recommend Oppenheimer? Sounds like sounds like it's going to be a yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Go watch Oppenheimer. Go see it in the theater. Get this movie. Let's get the numbers higher than Barbie, please. For the love of all that is good. Is it, is it making money? I don't even know. I don't know. I, I haven't looked at the numbers. I think they're both doing decently. Uh, but what, I mean, Oppenheimer? like Oppenheimer. 
Oh, Barbie and Barbie. And, uh, yeah, they're both doing decently. Okay. Isn't I, I don't. I don't think they're absolutely bombing. But I mean, like, just in general, like we spoke about last time, just movies have been so bad lately. People are not as brave about going out to them anymore. Because I mean, like, well, it's also too expensive. Spend, yeah, I mean, a it's too expensive, and b like, why why risk spending money on a really bad time? <laughs> I mean, I, I would risk it, but the problem is, like, if you have stuff going on, like if you have more than just like yourself going to a movie theater you're, you're i mean you're paying 50 bucks for like two people yeah if you get if you get like popcorn and stuff i mean like if you just go uh, or if you go to like imax or something imax tickets here are like 20 dollars a piece yeah they're, so. they're, they're they're expensive i mean the, the movie also just had like a lot of you know you know political stuff and it just like i just <laughs> it just makes me so mad at our country and like our, our our leaders and whatnot like truman was just such an awful person to oppenheimer I mean, granted, Truman is right. Truman did pull, but like Oppenheimer, like put the team together that d- made the bomb. Like it was his science that killed all these people. Like, well, I mean, that's that's just how government is, though. That's why like, and, and I don't then, care about it at all. I mean, you, I mean, you need to. You need to understand the injustices. Like that's why I look at why. It. What am I? What am I going to do about it, though? I, I can't just, do anything about it. Know, just, me, me, just knowing stuff about it is just going to get me more frustrated. Oh, that's the thing. Like th- this movie made me so much more frustrated because it's just like, oh man, they just treat this guy like crap, and like nothing's getting any better. <laughs> They're just always treating never, people like crap. It never crap. will, man. It never uh, will. It's just sad. It's just sad. I felt felt really bad for him. Well, that's Oppenheimer. He didn't have the perfect life, but he did create potentially the most dangerous tool that has ever been created. Yeah, and it's just it's just uh, incredible. It's a it's a well done movie, and like the ending is just just haunting. Just because there's like the the whole movie kind of like hinges on like what did Oppenheimer say to Einstein? Because Robert Downey Jr. is convinced that he was like slandering. That guy's character, yeah. and uh, didn't have anything to do with him, and it was just—it's just, just kind of scary, and it's just kind of like, oh. Well, the whole movie's kind of like haunting, where it's kind of like, you know, they they get that like background, like, and it feels like you're gonna have like an anxiety attack the whole time, so you're just sitting there waiting, like, is something gonna ha- when's it gonna happen? But they, uh, the whole movie is pretty much based on, like, okay, I create, we're, we're working on creating a weapon that could potentially destroy the entire, entire planet, and to a certain degree, I think when they first started off, he was worried that they were gonna set the atmosphere on fire with, like, their single bomb, but I think ultimately, they still did achieve that, because now you can just make so many of them, you probably could just, you know, set the atmosphere on fire. So, he did, you know, he not the way he intended, but he probably did do well, what he. Well, there was tried a, to. there was a mathematical chance that it could be an unstoppable chain reaction because once it, once it stops, like what's what's going to stop the chain reactions? So they, but the math came out to be that it was like near zero. And that's, yeah, but and, and that, I, that's, he was that's saying, as close as they could get it theoretically. But yeah, you're, yeah, you're, but, talking, you're talking about metaphorically. Yeah, meta. I mean, you are right about that. It's close to zero, and they were trying to avoid that. And he was worried that he might that zero might happen. But towards the end of the movie, it's the last like five words of the movie. It sounds like he's like, "I did, I did create this because now they they dropped those two bombs in Japan. He's like, they could just make five hundred of them and then just drop them everywhere, and that will you know essentially well, do the same I, thing." It just cuts to that view of like almost like Terminator 3, where you just see all those, like, plumes of smoke going up the clouds that were, like, 
Yeah. That, you know, yeah. they were already launched nukes that like, you know, it's just, it's, it's, I think it's an important movie to see, like to see the destructive power of this thing and just to understand that these things should never be used <laughs> ever, ever again. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, it's just, it's yeah. incredible. Go see this Oppenheimer. movie. Oppenheimer. Go see it. That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what about your line? Well, I mean, I thought you got to like start closing us down before I got any line to say. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much. For Email David at $10. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right guys well thank you so much for for tuning in uh i really hope you like this one did you guys see oppenheimer what did you guys think was it was it good was it boring was it uh one of the best movies you've seen in a while let us know were you sad because there was no war scene and you didn't get to see anybody die <laughs> no i was not oh okay <laughs> oh them yeah yeah were you sad about that were Man, you, you can answer that too <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you sad about not seeing the the Okinawa and, and Hiroshima explosions. No, I I, 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 I liked that the movie was centered on Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. It's an Oppenheimer yeah. biopic. It's not. It's not the atom bomb biopic. Exactly. So uh, it was good. It all centered on him and referred to him in one way or the other. Even if he wasn't in a scene, it was still about Oppenheimer. So it was really well done. Yep. So go see it. Good job. Go, go watch Please. this movie. Hopefully, we'll get Interstellar two next. <laughs> I don't. That's not how Chris comes Nolan back in Interstellar two. <laughs> that's not what's going to happen. We don't even know if Christopher Nolan. Do we? I'm sure he will. But like, I wonder what his next movie will nah, be. He's done. He's quite. He's he's, he's peaked. He's not, he's not going to risk making another movie. He's definitely going to make another movie. He's not. He's not old enough to just like stop. I'm sure he's. I'm sure there's other stuff he wants to do. <laughs> well, he's Tarantino not, he, isn't Tarantino working on his last movie though? Didn't he say so. like I think he's got one. This more. is his last movie. Yeah, I think it's he's also movie. a bit older though, isn't he? Isn't he like seventy? He looks older than Christopher Nolan for sure. I don't. I don't. I think Chris. I don't know how. I'm not even gonna guess. I don't know. I think Tarantino's like almost, if not in seventies, almost in seventies. I'm not sure. I don't know. I have I no idea how old Christopher Nolan is. What I is he like, fifty something? Maybe. I do not know their ages. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, just looking at a picture of Christopher Nolan, I'd say he's in his fifties. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, don't quote us on any of this. We don't know. We don't. I mean, for all we know, Christopher Nolan could be twenty-five. He's fifteen. I mean, he's been a professional director since the womb. Yep. <laughs> he was in the womb making. We saw pulling, when we saw the Dark Knight. Pulling, he was actually in the womb. He's pulling his mom's strings. <laughs> he's pulling the strings uh, inside. Inside his mom. His mom directed the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh man, that's funny. But yeah, go see Oppenheimer. It's good. We need more movies that are like this, but maybe not. Maybe not exactly like this, but more movies that are like this quality. Oh yeah, I mean the just the there's. It's it's just telling an historical an historical thing. It's not pushing any agenda other than it's just trying to tell as close to historically accurate as a movie can uh, without being boring. Because I mean, you, you, that's the problem when you're dealing with history. You gotta still keep it interesting. So there is you know uh, you know licenses you need to take to to keep the movie going and interesting. Some people think the movie's too long. I think the movie's perfect like i, I mean it, it is but I, it is long I, it's not it's, don't say it's not a long movie it's a long movie well, i didn't say it's not a long movie i'm, I'm just saying yeah. but i i don't think it's worth cutting anything from the movie though 
I think the movie. No, no, is, no, is, no, no. You're right. You're right. But it is a long movie. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, it doesn't feel as long as Venom did. <laughs> no, that's true. It did. Sure Venom, Venom is the ninety-minute movie that felt like it was six hours long. <laughs> <laughs> and in this uh, movie yeah. it was three hours and like you know i mean maybe it felt like three hours but i mean it, it was an enjoyable three hours and i would definitely watch it again like i'll i'll probably like so, buy it on digital or buy it on you know whatever yeah. when it comes out just like to support the movie more because it's a good movie and it yeah. should it should receive all the support it can yeah because uh we don't get movies like this very often anymore so that's true we need more like right. it, so support it, please. <laughs> Otherwise, these kind of movies will go die by the wayside. I True. want good movies. Please. Please. Yes. Please make more of movie. All right, yes. Christopher Nolan, looking forward to your next one. Hopefully it'll be more like this and less like Tenet. <laughs> the Tenet was good, too. I like Tenet. I didn't care for Tenet. That's fine. You don't have to like it. Make Tenet, too. <laughs> no! <laughs> Oh, man. All right. All right. Until next time, guys, uh, which, like we said earlier, it may be a little bit longer because this is my last show. It probably will. Let's be real. It's probably going to be a little longer next time. Yeah. So uh, we'll see you when we see you. But we'll, we'll be back later this year, later this summer on Synthaholics. I mean, we'll be doing something. Probably in August. Hopefully Dune sometime this year. But if it's pushed uh, back, what? it'll be I pushed. hope so. What, we're going to have a podcast for five months? Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, no. No, <laughs> it'll, it'll be sooner than that. Sure. Yeah. Until yeah. next time, guys, we're out. Don't, don't go splitting atoms. <laughs> I, I'm going to move so fast. I'm going to split atoms. You're going to do the flash. <sighs> yeah. We split all the atoms. See you guys.